Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of BBP News. I'm Nicholas Rod, and I am alone this morning. Yes, unfortunately, Chris could not join us this morning. Uh, hopefully, he'll be back with us. Actually, he will be back with us on Wednesday and hopefully Friday as well. But in the meantime, we have news to get into for this Monday morning episode. But before we get into any of that, let's start off with the weather in Los Angeles, California. It'll be mostly clear today with a high of 88 and a low of 59. In Houston, Texas, expect some thunderstorms today with a high of 85 and a low of 68. In Chicago, Illinois, it'll be cloudy today with a high of 56 and a low of 41. And in New York City, expect mostly cloudy skies with a high of 59 and a low of 46. Now, no poll today. No poll, no studies to talk about today. Although, I do have kind of a cool story that I found uh, while perusing. So... A military medal from the Revolutionary War just sold at auction for almost a million dollars. The exact price was $960,000 that this medal sold for. And it was one that was presumed to be lost forever because back when the medal was first made, it was made as a series of 133 medals uh, that went to soldiers that won a battle at Cowpens, which is considered one of the major victories uh, for the U.S. during the Revolutionary War. First of all, first off, this medal was kind of considered the nicest and the most valuable because the picture inscribed on it was of the owner, General Daniel Morgan, riding into battle on the back of his horse uh, in the midst of explosions. So the picture really just made its value kind of shoot up, but what ended up happening was the metal was lost uh, after Daniel Morgan had died. His grandson had put it into a bank vault in Pittsburgh, uh, which was then broken into in 1818. So they never thought that that one would be seen again, and it hasn't been seen again, uh, presumably anyway. But Congress decided to have the metal restruck. And so it was made from the same materials, same dyes. And so it was basically an identical version of the original. And that was given to Daniel Morgan's great-grandson in the 1840s. But then someone else bought it in the 1880s. And that's when it was presumed to be lost forever. No one thought it, no one thought it would show up again. But it appeared in the auction house... Uh, just recently, just a few days ago, and sold for $960,000, and it was still in its original casing, its original red leather case, crushed purple velvet on the inside, just absolutely stunning, absolutely stunning this metal was, and just the fact that it came in in its original casing, and the fact that it sold for so much, this is this was just something I... I felt like sharing because it was just such a cool story to read such a cool thing to find out um that those medals are still you know going around and selling for as much as this one did just really cool but we have news to get into for this morning so let's jump right in to start out with people talk about climate change all the time and right now it is a popular discussion but the government is saying that climate change will start impacting the taxpayers and their wallets for the first time ever the office of management and budget put out a 120 page report 
that lays out in great detail the financial impact climate change could have on the federal budget. The report outlines four main risk factors, wildfires, coastal disasters, crop insurances, and climate-related health impacts. It lays out those costs and the changes if politicians do a little, medium, or nothing at all. The OMB says over the past five years, lost revenue and extreme climate-related weather damage has cost the federal government about $120 billion every year. By the year 2100, on the low end, those things will be costing us $24 billion more, and on the high end, $128 billion more. The biggest cost is hurricane damage projected to cost $94 billion more a year. And on top of that, the OMB estimates that if action isn't taken now, by the end of the century, the U.S. gross domestic product could also be slashed by 10%. That then translates to federal revenue losses of about $2 trillion a year in today's dollars. For a reference, the president's yearly budget was $5.8 trillion. It is also clear when you read the report there are a lot of climate risks to quantify, like how any of this will impact the ecosystem or infrastructure and natural sector. The OMB will update a new report yearly from now on. Presidential elections are going to be looking a lot different because of moves made by both Democrats and Republicans. Starting with Republicans, last week the RNC voted to withdraw from Republican participation in the presidential and vice presidential debate sponsored by the Commission on Presidential Debates, which has been the sponsor for the last 30 years. The RNC says the commission is biased and does not ensure fair debate. This does not mean Republican presidential candidates won't participate in any debate. It just means they will not participate in ones hosted by the commission. The tension between the RNC and the commission has been building for years, but really came to a head during the 2020 election. The RNC went on to say it was going to find new and better debate platforms. It is unclear how that is going to work, especially because the presidential debate structure has been in place for so long. Usually debates are between the two top candidates. Even though the Democrats have criticized the commission in the past, the DNC has not withdrawn. The DNC is moving one step closer to making the biggest change to its presidential primary calendar in years, though, a move that may put Iowa in jeopardy in losing its traditional first-in-the-nation spot. One of the DNC committees approved a plan that would allow any state to be one of the early states joining, like Iowa, New Hampshire, Nevada, and South Carolina are. When it comes down to it, attention and money always goes to the first states. The first in the nation states get lots of money from the political parties and attention from the big candidates, not to mention when the primary field is large, those early states are often very decisive in picking the party's nominee. Some of the states picking to be a first state are Michigan, Nevada, and New Jersey. The proposed DNC calendar with this first of the nation states will be announced on July 15th. Then it will be voted on by the full DNC. House Republican leader Kevin McCarthy may have been caught in a lie. In a new book released last week, it appeared McCarthy wanted to convince the former president to resign after the attack on the Capitol on January 6th. 
McCarthy called that false but newly released audio files tell a different story. We're gonna walk down to the Capitol. Days after a violent mob stormed the U.S. Capitol, House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy claimed former President Trump was partially responsible for the attack. The president bears responsibility for Wednesday's attack on Congress by mob rioters. But because of fear of political fallout, he backed down. Last week, the New York Times reported that he was privately considering asking for Trump's resignation in the days after the attack. This report is adapted from a new book by New York Times reporters titled This Will Not Pass. McCarthy released a statement on Twitter calling it totally false and wrong. But reporting from the New York Times and CNN who obtained this audio file shows that it discusses impeachment amendment 25 and resignation. Yeah, I'm here. Thanks, Kevin. Um, I guess there's a question. When when we were talking about the 25th Amendment resolution, um, yeah. and you asked if, if you know what happens if it gets there after he's gone, is is there any chance? Are you hearing that he might resign? Is there any reason to think that might happen? I've had some few discussions. My gut tells me no. Um, I'm seriously. Thinking of having that conversation with him tonight. I haven't talked to him in a couple of days. Um, from what I know of him, I mean, you guys all know him too. Do you think he'd ever back away? But what what I think I'm going to do is I'm going to call him. My this, this is what I think. Um, no, it'll pass the House. I think there's a chance it'll pass the Senate even when he's gone. Um, and. I think there's a lot of different ramifications for that. Now, I haven't had a discussion with the Dems that if he did resign, would it not happen? Now, this is one personal fear I have. Um, I do not want to get into any conversations about Pence pardoning anything like that. I mean, the only discussion I would have with him is that I think this will pass, and it would be my recommendation we should resign. Um, I mean, that would be my take, but I don't think he would take it, but I don't know. Ultimately, McCarthy voted no on the impeachment. Democrats call McCarthy a fraud, and CNN and New York Times are reporting there are more audio files to come, but that has not been confirmed by us or any other media outlet. Now getting into rapid news, CNN's streaming service CNN Plus is being shut down on April 30th, just one month after its initial launch, costing the company approximately $300 million. So for my good news story today, we have a 15-year-old who is just showing that people are still kind-hearted today, no matter how much bad news comes out, no matter how much bad, you know, bad stuff we see Kindness definitely still exists. 15-year-old George Tyndale was scouring the bottom of a river with a heavy magnet looking for anything he could find when he happened upon a safe on the bottom of this river that inside contained thousands of Australian dollars. So him and his dad, who was scouring the river with him, were looking through the safe and they found the pouch amongst, you know, mud and slime and all that, which had you know, kind of just ended up in the safe over time, and they found this pouch filled with 2,500 Australian dollars, which is about 1,800 in U.S. dollars. 
Also in the safe, they found certificates and expired bank cards, and those things were able to lead them to the initial owner of the safe and the money, who turned out to be a business owner who had been robbed sometime before. So they tracked the business owner down and actually went to go see him and returned the money to him and returned the safe. And the business owner, Rob Everett, actually offered George a job once he was out of school. If he ever wanted the work experience or anything like that, he had the offer open. The offer was there for him. And Rob Everett, the business owner, said that he really wanted George to be a part of the company uh, for all the work he'd done and just, you know, showing how good he was with the money and everything like that. So he has that job open offer open and he also got a little reward and just you know overall a huge display of kindness of people being kind-hearted and I thought this was an amazing story one that I really appreciate you know it doesn't matter how young you are how old you are kindness still can exist and and we all have the ability to do stuff like this to you know be kind like this just a wonderful story nice light-hearted story to round out this episode but that is the end of this Monday morning news episode. We will be back on Wednesday with another Idiots in the News, followed on Friday by a normal news episode to give a roundup of your news week. But until then, make sure to follow us on Twitter, link in the show notes, and check out our midterm articles, link also in the show notes for those. But until Wednesday, we'll see you later.